Welcome to a very chilly edition of the Pittsburgh Current Podcast. I am publisher and editor Charlie Deitch, and I'm very excited about today's show as a longtime fan of musical theater myself. Um, we have, from the Pittsburgh Musical Theater, we have Colleen Doino, Executive Artistic Director, and we have Brady Patsy, uh, actor-performer, one of PMT's resident artists, and he is currently appearing in, in the Heights at uh, Pittsburgh Musical Theater, and this is the final weekend, so you need to get out this weekend to... Uh, to see where uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda started uh, with his uh, before he got to Hamilton, there was in the Heights. So you need you need to check that out. Um, and shows uh, start tonight uh, through the, for the rest of the weekend. Thursday tonight, seven thirty, uh, and seven thirty Friday and Saturday, and two p.m. on Sunday. And you can go to Pittsburgh Musicals. Dot com for more information and on the social medias at PMT Musicals. Um, so thank you guys very much for coming. Really thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Um, so let's talk a little bit. Um, uh, just give us give a little background about Pittsburgh Musical Theaters. I know, Colleen, you've been there 16 years. Um, give me a little background about the theater, how it's sort of changed to to where we are today. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh Musical Theater is um, obviously a nonprofit musical theater mm -hmm. company. Um, we have a um, professional theater company and a wonderful conservatory, mm -hmm. um, the Richard E. Rao Conservatory, who Brady is actually the conservatory director. And um, we are located in the West End of Pittsburgh, right down. We own our own building in the old St. James School. Mm -hmm. So it's right there in a nice, beautiful community. And uh, we're rocking the house down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How how long how long have you been in the West End? The West End, as many people know, who if they <laughs> ten years ago, if you drove to the West End, you probably didn't get to the West End because of all the construction they had. Exactly. But since they finished the road construction out there, it's mm -hmm. really a great kind of. It's a quaint. It's a very accessible neighborhood now where it wasn't in the past. Exactly. Um, and certainly, um, I know you you guys are another great reason to go out and visit the right. West End. In addition to shopping and restaurants and so forth. But how long how long have you guys been in the West End? We've actually been there since the year two thousand. Okay. We were in our building just renting the top floor of mm -hmm. it. Um, four years ago, we purchased the building. And you're right, it is a gem of the city. Yeah. Uh, with the new, you know, the way the routes go down there, it is so easy to get to. I think people. Just just forget about mm -hmm. it. They don't realize how easy it is. They should give it a shot. One bridge from the city, whether you go across the West End Bridge or the Fort Pitt Bridge, right. you're right there. Um, it is a, a gem. It's historic. Um, it's become a little artsy. You know, we've we've got um, Pittsburgh Musical Theater there, of course. Mm -hmm. We've got Artifacts, which is a beautiful, you know, right. import store um, with furniture. Everybody should go see that. Right. We also have the James Galleries down there, um, the Village Tavern, which is an, a wonderful historical right. landmark also. And then if you actually go down the street, we have a professional um, costume company you know, theater costume company that's also located in the West End. So it's becoming a little artsy environment. Yeah, and is that sort of... Um I mean, obviously, you can't control who, who moves in, right? But it seems like when you have, uh, when you have like-minded, when you have, when you have a just a little base, that's where other people who are in the similar field are. They're gonna, they're gonna right. come, and that's actually that's how you grow a neighborhood. That's how you make a neighborhood the, you know, the theater neighborhood or yeah. the sort of the media neighborhood, which you know, right. is a little bit of what we're trying to do here in Beachview. Um, mm -hmm. So um, let's talk about. Um, Let's talk about a little bit about In the Heights and the Rock and West End series. The Rock sure. and West End series is um, you guys started that you started in the fall with 
We started in the fall with Hedwig. Hedwig, right? Yeah. yeah. How was that? How oh, was... It was fabulous. Yeah. It was fabulous. That was part of our late night series. Mm-hmm. So we've decided to do a late night series each year. We do at right. least one show. It starts at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So it's for that that other crowd. You right. know, um, people go out before, they come yeah. to the show. You know, a lot of the choices that we made for that are actually choices of um, musicals for people that don't necessarily like musical right. theater. You know, it, yeah. it sort of lends in that direction. And it's been so much fun to present those. Um, along with those, we have our normal 7.30 shows. We do, um, we're do. we doing four of them this year, or three of them, you know, normally. And um, it's become a nice, beautiful venue for us. It's uh, 250 seats. It's very intimate. We can do shows that, that lend to that. And I think the audience feels completely immersed in the in the production, and it's ex- really really nice experience for everybody. How is how is the uh, how's the how is the Gagaro Gargaro Gargaro? Mm-hmm. I asked you before, okay. and I still it's messed okay. it up. No problem. The Gargaro Theater. How, what is that like? And Brady, you might want to answer. How what what kind of venue is that in terms of performing in? It seems it's very intimate. It seems, but also it gives you sort of that big theater feel when you're watching a show. Yeah, I mean, like, the lighting and everything that is involved with it, sound design, I mean, it's set up just like an actual theater. Mm-hmm. We are, um, when we, well, when we originally started doing shows, the very first show that we did down there after we bought the building was actually in the Heights with our students. And at that time, there were no risers. Everybody sat on the same level. The stage was about half the size. Right. And since then... We have extended the stage. We've put access from the balconies of the theater down onto the stage. We've built risers so that way the seats are now elevated so everybody has a great seat. Um, So it really, I mean, we are in the process of transforming this place into a, like, true professional like just like going to the Biome or right. the Benetum, you know. So mm-hmm. it's it's really cool to see that transformation over the years, and thankfully I've been there to see it. But um, yeah, I mean, it really doesn't seem much different. I mean, I did our late night series last year was Evil Dead, and I had the opportunity right. to be in that, mm-hmm. and then in the Heights this year. Um, so you know, I was used to directing the shows with sure. the kids on that stage, but now it is it is really nice to get a chance to perform on it. As yeah, well. and is there is there something special about performing on a stage that in essence you that you were there from the beginning you helped build you helped bring along it sort of gives you like has to be a sense of ownership when you're absolutely yeah. you know john sage who was our technical director when we did our first show with the new risers which would have been we will rock you mm-hmm. which was last year's season um we were just happened to be standing backstage at one point in time and i looked at him and i said you realize that we're doing a show in a theater that you built like you <laughs> yeah. you created this That's yeah. um so it is it's really cool to see that transformation between colleen and john and then ken doino who's kind of did the mm-hmm. plans so it's really it's awesome to to, yeah, there's definitely a sense of ownership with that. Right. So now you are you are in in the Heights. Tell us a little bit about for those that don't know. Tell us a little bit about in the Heights the story, and then we'll talk about the PMT. Absolutely. Um, in the Heights again was Lin Manuel Miranda's original piece before right. uh, the Hamilton craze. Um, it is not in the popular opinion of most people, but I will say I like it better than Hamilton. <laughs> um, it is a story about you know people living in Washington Heights Mm -hmm. and really just the heart of that being their home. Um, You know, throughout the entire story, it talks about all of these characters trying to get out of Washington Heights and move into Manhattan or head back to Puerto Rico or whatever the case may be. But in the end, they all realize that no home base is this uh, area in Washington Heights. So 
I mean, the cast is is fabulous. Uh, we really, truly have. Uh, it's a wonderful show to see night after night because mm-hmm. you get that sense of community, which I believe is exactly what we're trying to mm-hmm. do to the West End of Pittsburgh. You know, bring a community together and and work as one. In the Heights, when just the way you explained it, there it seems like there are some parallels between where where Miranda is writing from and Pittsburgh. You're talking about the neighborhood feel. You're talking about everybody has their place. And, you know, you have those folks that want to get out. and You have those folks that never want to leave. And uh, so it's a nice. um, What went into the decision to do in the Heights? Was there something that um, about the play in particular? Is it something that that was it sort of that relatability to Pittsburgh or what was Um, the show is very special to me. And as Brady said, it was the first show we ever presented in that theater. Um, the purpose was that it is a message of home and community Mm. and taking care of each other. And that's how we feel. We are a Pittsburgh musical theater, um, in relation to the neighborhood. Absolutely. It is the exact same message. And I find that with your wonderful neighborhood up here, it's the same thing. We sat here in the car for a couple of minutes and looked around and this is a community. This is a neighborhood where people take care of each other. They're making tacos across the street right, right now. I can smell them. And, um, <laughs> and it's amazing, right? And th- these are the kind of messages that we have to put out there. You know, this is what, you know, the world, the way it is today. Um, let's bring it together and let's take care of each other. And, and I believe that um, part of my choice was its message. Mm. That was number one. Number two, I knew that Hamilton was coming through here. Right. Um, you know, when it comes to the people of Pittsburgh, you know, a lot of people saw Hamilton for the first time. A lot of people have not seen In the Heights at all. And when you understand the beauty of his piece, when you go to see Hamilton, what better than to go and see his original piece in the same city at the same time when you're interested in it. And that that was part of the decision also. But the message is why we're yeah, doing it. Absolutely. Have you, um, have you guys conversed much with people who maybe saw Hamilton first and then they realized you guys were going in the Heights and they came mm-hmm. to see in the Heights. Have you talked to folks and what are they, what, what, are, what are they sort of taking away? Do you think? Absolutely. There's a lot of people that went yeah. to see, went to see Hamilton and then said, okay, now we're going to go see this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they love it. They understand it's the same style. Right. So they knew what, you know, music wise, they're like, okay, it's got the same groove. It's got that nice feel. It's got a great message. And I think that they're really enjoying, um, in the Heights because it, it, it has a, um, what do you want to say? A stronger like dance part of it, Absolutely, dance groove. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's got some um, real like like hip hop in and, there. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's even really nice Latin hip hop. So yeah. you like you're bringing in the sounds of that Latin community in with the hip hop dance, and it really, I mean, it and the band. I mean, we oh. can't say enough about yeah. our band. I mean, yeah. it's like having an actual Latin orchestra right there in the, oh, in the yeah, they're pit. fabulous and and also you know one of the things that we believe in is live music i mean mm-hmm. live music is part of pittsburgh musical theater and always will be as long as i'm there we're going to have live music right. and um this band they rock and everybody walks out the door saying oh my gosh the music <laughs> the music and the voices yeah the music and the voices how do you think um i mean we all have again when people think about think about musicals you know i mean i don't know i guess you know, I'm 46, so I was so when I think of musicals, I think of things, um, the soundtracks that my parents had in their LP mm-hmm. case, which was uh, South Pacific, Guys mm-hmm. and Dolls, and um, you know, and and probably for a long time, 
guys and dolls, despite the fact that it doesn't really hold up with some of the messages and some of the, you know, some of the roles of, of folks in that. It's it's one of my from the from a music standpoint, it's it's probably was one of my favorite musicals. Mm-hmm. Um and so that was sort of the style of the time. And then, but we've certainly seen a transition into things like um, Miss Saigon and different things. And now we have in the Heights, we have uh, Hamilton. How do you see Miranda's work sort of influencing the future of, of musicals as we know them? Yeah, I love that question. Yeah. Um, so I think that he's opened a pathway for the performers, the storytellers, in other mm-hmm. words to look right at that audience and tell them the story. It has broke that wall. Instead of them all being presentations and here's the show and you sit back, you know, with a, with an orchestra pit between you and, and you're watching the show and it's like something on a movie screen almost. Right. Um, that has changed. The shows that he has opened the pathway to, they jump across those footlights. And they jump right into your lap as an audience member and you are part of the story. It's true storytelling. Right. And, and it's, it reaches all audiences. I think, like you said, my parents had the soundtracks right. of... Um, now we have eight-year-olds mm-hmm. um, that right. have the soundtracks of, you know, this, the storytelling runs more across generations. And um, of course, it's moved into our world today. But with him, through history, mm-hmm. always historical events, it seems. And I'm sure as he moves forward, you know, he'll have interest in more of those events and write about those. But it's, it's, letting, it's opening pathways for people to do that. You are listening to the Pittsburgh Current Podcast uh, you can check us out at pittsburghcurrent.com. We're talking to Colleen Doino and Brady Patsy of the Pittsburgh, of Pittsburgh Musical Theater. Um, and you can catch them at pittsburghmusicals.com, at PMT Musicals on their socials. Um, one thing that, that I thought was, was really, I guess when, when, you, when you, you realize, you realize like something like Hamilton is as big as it is. I mean, there's also, there's almost like when it, as it was getting ready to come to town, there was an excitement level, um, like the new Avengers movie was coming out. I mean, there was, and it's nice to see live, you know, a, a live show sort of generate that kind of, that kind yeah. of excitement. And, um, are you finding that, that shows like this are bringing you new, um, I mean, you, you have the conservative, it might be a good time even to talk about the conservatory, that you're bringing new fans to musical theater or more interest uh, with the kids in the musical theater? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that in itself is something to speak for with Lin-Manuel's uh, work in the fact that he has really opened doors for an entire different generation mm-hmm. of people. Um, you know, I actually was through Pittsburgh Musical Theater working in the Propel schools as well uh, a couple years ago. And, you know, right when Hamilton was getting started and the kids, I mean, you'd walk in on the first day, okay, what do you want to learn about musical theater? Can we talk more about Hamilton? Right. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, because it's something they can relate to. Mm-hmm. You know, they're listening to the, the rap music and that's why, I mean, it's it's just so telling that they, they love it so much. Um, we've had students, I mean, I can't tell you how many students we do these general auditions at the beginning of our season, and they come in with Hamilton music or really? In the Heights yeah. music, yeah. because it's something that they listen to, and they're like, wait, this sounds like what I turn on the radio and listen to. Right. So it's huge, you know? And then, of course, once you get them hooked with that, then you introduce them to the South Pacifics right. and, the, and the guys and dolls. And how, and does, that like, tra- oh. how does that transfer when you, when you show them, you know, when you show them... Um, you know, uh, when you start showing them shows like that and, and phantom and, and how do they, how do they react when they see that? Is it with the same gusto or is it kind of, is it, is it that 
man, this is something I've never seen before, something new. And yeah, and that's, yeah. I think, what it is. You know, as, as much as they are hooked on the, you know, hip-hop, rap-style yeah. musicals, then they get introduced to things like Phantom, and they're like, well, wait a minute. This is, I also very yeah. much so enjoy listening to this. Right. So then they get more of a sense of what the whole business is about. And we, I mean, we talk about everything. I mean, in the fall, our students did Annie, which is something that happened, right. you know, years ago. And then they're doing Chicago coming up in the spring. So we really try to introduce them to as much as we possibly can, whether it be, you know, those golden age standard musicals or more of the contemporary yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about, let's talk a little bit about the conservatory a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, so the kids that you guys get in, are they, are they kids that have an interest in musical theater? Are they sort of, um, are they wondering about musical theater or are these kids who've had some experience and want to sort of take to the next level of performance and, and learning their craft? I mean, we have kind of all of that, yeah. you know, I've had students that are like, okay, well, uh, my kid's done the high school shows and they've done their middle school shows and they really have a passion for it. So I want to learn more about your classes. I mean, we have students that have performed over and over and over again that really have a sense of, you know, know that they want to go on to college. You know, that's with through our pre-college program. Mm-hmm. We actually have students that leave their high school half day and then spend the oh. other half of their day with us. Um, and those are the ones that are really training to prep to go to you know whether mm-hmm. it be a university or a conservatory or whatever and and take it the next step um and then i also have parents that are like listen my kids sings around the house all the time right i really think they'd be interested in this let's try it right absolutely you know That's so great. we get, we you know we really get to see a little bit of everything in that conservatory mm-hmm. and are you finding a diversity in the in the in the kids in the um, even in your audiences, are you are you seeing a diverse crowd coming to your shows? Is that it's sort of because this is again, this is um, uh, you know some shows from back in the day. Maybe they weren't welcoming to all audiences. But right. We're seeing that exactly. now. We're seeing shows that are more welcoming to folks. And is that what you're seeing in your audiences and in the kids that you're yeah. have coming in? Absolutely, we're seeing diversity. Um, you know, and the, once again, if you want to go back to Hamilton and all of that, I mean, this is opening the doors for diversity to be right. part of it. Um, we have a very diverse community in our audience and in our school. Um, I believe that keeping the tickets affordable mm-hmm. helps with that. Um, being in a neighborhood instead of having to go in, you know, right. deep into the city also helps with that. Um, it, it's been a wonderful experience. You know, our, the conservatory is also, you know, t- the missions and the philosophies of that are so that these students, you know, can grow up to be articulate, to be good communicators, and, and to have self-confidence in the future. Right. You know, not everybody's going to be on Broadway, and very right. few people are. Um, it's a bigger picture than that. It's using the arts to build self-confidence and to build, you know, f- future, you know, strong leaders of the future. Yeah. So, um, and that's what it's about. You know, keeping um, live theater, it's face-to-face. It's not on a screen. It's not on a phone screen. It's face to face. And I think that's important. And I think a lot of people are, are actually looking for that. They're looking to step right. away from the electronics. And, and you can, you can, I mean, you're sharing, you know, you're sharing that emotion with, you can connect with Brady's on stage. I can connect with him and I can feel the emotion, but also when I get a, you know, when something makes me laugh, I'm sharing a laugh. Like I'm, I'm right. You're right there. And that's, that's what always drew and drew me to theater and talking about self-confidence. That's what my, my mother, when I was a freshman in high school, made me get into the drama club because right. she, she said I was right. too shy. And right. so um, I always regretted that we didn't have a musical program. So mm-hmm. I wish I'd have known about, you know, which you guys have been around back in the 80s. Yeah. For me. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but there's just something about that that, you know, 
forces you to um, to come out of a sh- to come out of your shell, even if you're not so sure in the beginning. It's definitely something I think that a lot of kids would benefit from. Right. Is is especially kids who you know the parents think maybe they're a little too shy or need to come out a little more. Um, I think theater is coming on the stage is the best way to do that. Yeah, and one of the things that you know, I I mean, anytime that I was teaching an acting class, or you know, I push to these kids that we spend we do spend a lot of time kind of figuring out ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I tell them all the time, there's it's not possible for you to effectively play someone else if you don't know who you right. are. So we spend a lot of time kind of getting that into, you know, and finding out who we are so that way we can effectively express someone else's words and someone else's message. So, and, you know, and I tell them all the time that one of the hardest things about theater is you know, we never like to be vulnerable in front of anybody. You know, mm-hmm. we don't want to show emotion. We, we like to be strong. Well, with theater, you have to. And that's the point is, I always say theater is therapy. It's a chance for you to go in there and forget about everything that's happening on that outside world right. and just become something else for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's huge in development for these yeah. kids. Um, just again, talking, going back to a little bit of musical uh, theater history, what are your favorite musicals? What do you, what mm. did what did you or maybe what first hooked you or or what do you particularly enjoy you could yeah. watch over and over again? Yeah. My favorite musical is Crazy for You. It's um Gershwin. Yeah. Um it's something that brought me to music from the ballet world to musical theater mm. and um I enjoy that and and hope to someday be able to present that again. It's it's yeah. you know, sit in an audience and laugh and laugh and cry and and take a journey along with them. That's my favorite musical. What about you? Oh man, that is a very hard question. Um, (laughs) I'll say this: I was when I was doing my notes for this, I was like, "Oh, I'll put I'll put a few of uh, of uh, Brady's credits in here," and I'm like. (laughs) <laughs> this is a play bill of its own. So I, you know, you've done, you've done, so you've done a lot of a variety of stuff, right? You, I did. Yeah, I have. I, I mean, I've had the, I've done things, I mean, from Shrek to Les Mis to Cats, which I, nobody really wants to see me in Cats, but I've done it four times actually. Wow. Yeah, which is sad. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I really don't necessarily have a favorite. I will say one of the things that got me hooked on it, um, my high school drama teacher was very involved with Pittsburgh Musical mm-hmm. Theater. And when I I went through a 7th through 12th grade high school, so in 7th grade, she would always take uh, students on a field trip. So my first PMT experience was 17 years ago. I went to see a PMT show. And at that moment, I was like, I don't care how, I'm yeah. getting involved with this. you know. And I did the high school shows, and it wasn't until I was a senior in high school that I actually got involved with PMT, right. but I've been with them ever since. Um, and I mean, that really yeah. hooked me. Do you remember what that show was? It was the civil war mm-hmm. is, was the show. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, and it actually had, I mean, Tim Hartman who's went on, I mean, he's Pittsburgh based, but has been in Broadway shows. Yeah. Billy Porter was in that production. Yes. Wow. I mean, so I like, I'm sitting and watching these people and I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, I could do this. Is yeah. that something that, I mean, obviously you're taken with it. But is that also something that you don't realize the significance of what you're watching? You're watching Billy Porter on stage as a teacher. But now now you're like, Jesus, yeah. I, you know, I saw Billy Porter. I was 12 Porter. years old and <laughs> right. I was like, yeah, I saw Billy Porter before he was Billy yeah, Porter. You know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> he, he was amazing. You know, I, I was involved in that show and I just remember him saying, Miss Colleen, what do you want me to do? And I said, Billy, you see that X out there on the floor? And he said, yeah. I said, you get out there and you sing that song. And he did and brought that audience oh, down. Let me fantastic. tell you. It's fantastic. It's fabulous. Really yeah. He's fabulous. So, what are we? Uh, well, let's let's talk. Just let's talk a little bit more, Brady. I want to talk to you a little bit about um, 
a little bit about preparing for In the Heights and, and what sort of audience can expect. What do you, who, who, what, what, what role do you play? And what do you? So if I have to be perfectly honest, um, <laughs> I was supposed to be very involved with the show. Yes. However, uh, I learned that when I'm trying to get the conservatory ready right. for the second semester, it limited the amount you of sure? time that I was allowed to be in the room. <laughs> so um, I actually only make a cameo appearance. Now, right. I was around through through most of the, the process yeah, sure. and um, watched these actors create. And, you know, most of the people in the show, this is not their first time doing it. Um, some of them have actually done it five or six times, and this is like their seventh. Um, so it was so interesting to see the dynamic between the difference of those who walk or mm -hmm. walking in and doing it for the first time and those who literally could step into any role right. like they know it like the back of their hand um but you know they they sat back and and kind of you know Aaron Chrome who directed the production and Jeremy Rodriguez who was the choreographer you know it, that's the hard thing about doing shows over and over again yeah. i've done rent 6 times wow. and every time i do it has been with a different director right. so you have to kind of sit back and say okay this is your vision of the right. show here we go, you know, and it might change some things about, but you discover new things yeah. through that as well. And how much does that change? That's a, that's a, that's an interesting thing, something I'd never really thought about, but how much does that change doing the same play with a different director? And I know that there are some, there are some shows that there've just been a complete like 180, you know, take on the show. Um, uh, uh, the Tempest, in fact, is is sort of being right. redone here mm -hmm. in town. Um, a little different. How does that, how does that, I mean, obviously the, the dialogue is still there, but there's there's a ch obviously there's probably changes in delivery. There's changes in in blocking. And how different is that? Absolutely. I mean, it definitely makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. um, one, like for instance, I'll use Rent as my prime example here. I mean, every time I've done it, I've I've played Collins, but I've done it with a different angel. Mm -hmm. So that alone changes your dynamic because right. here's someone you're looking across the room at that you're falling in love with, but it's a completely different actor every time. So I will say that you discover brand new things that you didn't even, oh, oh I never thought of it that way. Right. I said this line and the director was like, well, what if the, the intent behind it is this? I never thought of it that right. way. You know, sometimes it's better, sometimes it's not. Right. But, you know, it, it you do really find new things with doing the same piece over and over again. Um, it's interesting. Christmas Carol is a show that we yes. do mm -hmm. at Pittsburgh Musical Theater every year. I have been in it 10 times. I've played the same role five of those 10 times. But every year, due to different kids being on stage with right. me, I find new things, you know, even the director who's, you know, Miss Lisa, who's worked on the show now for probably 20 years, <laughs> she finds new things in it. So it, it is interesting to, to do a show over and over again, because it's, it's rediscovery every time you do it. Um, rest of the season, you guys have, you have, um, nonsense, the right. mega musical beginning March 21st, and right. then you, um, does Newsies wrap up your season in Newsies May? Newsies wrapped up our season this year at the Biome Theater. And am I am I missing a am I missing a conservatory show? Is there? We actually have two conservatory, two conservatory shows in there shows. as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we have uh, Chicago, which is our right. teen production, and that's running February twenty first through the twenty fourth at the Gargaro Theater. Um, and then we have our preteen show, which is Fiddler on the Roof Junior, 
and it is April 11th through the 14th. Yeah. And this, the exciting thing about that one is this will be the first time that the preteens are performing at the Gargaro Theater as wow. well. The yeah. teens have done it multiple times. Now the professionals have done it multiple times, but this will be the debut of the preteens yeah. at the Gargaro. So we're really excited Fiddler about that. Fiddler's another one. I, it just, I, I don't even know if I like, I don't even know if I like the, the but I love the music. The music sure. in that yeah. just brings you in and it's like, yeah. I don't even think I know, I don't even know if I know what the hell's going on in Fiddler, but I love <laughs> the music is just, it just brings you in. It it's, it's so it's great. Beautiful. And it's, um, it's, 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 I think what, um, what really, you know, and I think for me, when I, first time I saw hair was when I realized, yeah. Hey, there's more to musical theater than just, you know, this sort of light and, you know, we're just sort of, we're doing this production. I mean, this is a production that, you know, is, is telling an important story, especially at the time that Absolutely. it was written. Yes. So it's, um, so where do you guys, um, I don't know, you probably won't tell me, but any, any hints on what we can expect next season from you guys? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Um, but I will tell you, you yeah. know, having the two venues, having one that's 12, you know, almost 1300 mm-hmm. seats and one that's 250 seats, our catalog is, is greater. We, we have the opportunity to look at more and, um, it is, it is an exciting time and we have, we're already working on that and we have some exciting options there and I can't wait to tell everybody. That's great. Yeah. When, when, so when do you announce generally, when do you announce the, we always announce in May with the, with the closing show, closing show. Okay. And, Oh, this is, I apologize for going back and forth. So I've seen, I saw on a couple of your conservatory shows, uh, The Fiddler on the Roof, you have Junior. Is mm-hmm. that just because they're the younger kids or is there a different adaptation? Yeah, so it is, it's the same message, same story. Yeah. It is cut down to be a little bit shorter. Right. Um, some of the characters, very few of them are cut out of it. Like we pretty mu- you pretty much get the exact same show. Sure. But Fiddler's a three-hour show. Right. And that's a lot for preteens. Yeah. So they cut it down, you know, to make it, it's probably going to be like an hour and 15 minutes. But the story's still there. They just cut yeah. some of the mess- songs so, out. So these are great shows for for parents or anyone who wants to get their kids or or, or someone interested in musical theater. It's Absolutely. a great sort of, almost like a starter show to come and sit right. rather than sit through right. three hours. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. If, right. If your child is interested or you are wondering if they will be interested, bringing them to a show where they actually see their peers, like children their own age performing, will help them to make those decisions. Yeah, yeah and I, th- I think you're right. I think that that um, when you, you, you see... You, you, again, you can't get that from. T- you see, watch you watch a, a child actor on TV. You're not necessarily thinking that, but when mm. you're sitting there and you know, twenty feet from you is someone your age up there, you know, singing uh, the heck out of a song, and you're like, hey, why can't I do that? I can't. Yeah, absolutely. That. And that's another mission of ours. Is yeah. you know, every professional show that we do has students from our yeah. conservatory. In fact, there's a fourteen and a fifteen year old performing alongside these equity actors in in the heights so we make sure that you know with our mission that continuity and the training that they're getting at the conservatory is tested in performance so we give them those opportunities to not only perform and we give them their own show but then we also give them the opportunity to perform alongside the professionals in our professional shows that's great and you guys i just want to i want to again thank you for what you're doing over there it's uh it's good stuff and again great 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 productions but also the education component is, right. is 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 right. really is really great and so you should check them out you should check out in the heights this weekend thursday tonight through sunday 7 30 thursday friday saturday sunday at 2 p.m at the gargaro theater 327 south main street in the west end go have dinner see a show and you don't uh it's also a great place because you don't have to you know you don't have to deal with like 
you know, I ain't going downtown to pay them parking rates. Just go to the West End. It's a lot different. Well, just a shout out from the chat room. Uh, yeah. Logan's a student, apparently, of yours, Brady, and says you're the coolest teacher. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Thank you, Logan. Do you think Logan is sucking up to get it? Yeah, to get trying to get something better there. Part? I don't know what that is. No. <laughs> well, Logan, I'm glad you're using your day off school to uh, to be with us. That's 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 awesome. Um Again, go see In the Heights. Check out um, PittsburghMusicals.com for everything that the Pittsburgh Musical Theater is up to. I really want to thank you guys. I've been looking forward to having you guys in for a while now, so I really appreciate you. you coming in. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you very much. And just a couple of notes as we wrap up the Pittsburgh Current podcast. Next week will be the Pittsburgh Current Sex Issue, and we have a, we have a very special podcast slated for next week, but I'm not going to give it away yet. Sorg's already laughing. I don't know if he's laughing or if he's, he's just really excited about what we're, what we're thinking. So um, so we're going to have a really, a really interesting show for you next week. Um, pick up the Pittsburgh Current every other Tuesday at all of our locations, and you can find your locations on our website at pittsburghcurrent.com, and we have our interactive map. You can find out where to pick us up. That is the Pittsburgh Current Podcast for the day. I'm editor and publisher Charlie Deach. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.